0: And once again, my good friend, Dr. Marty Greer, has stretched her schedule to accommodate us, and I am incredibly grateful. So welcome, Marty.
1: Hello. It's always good to be here. It's not a stretch. It's all
0: about doing this for you. It's good. And I cannot tell you how much I appreciate it, and I know my listeners do too. So today, we're going to talk about bladder stones. And as I mentioned earlier, I don't think I've ever seen this talked about anywhere And I'm really excited to get into this because I've experienced it in dogs I was handling and it's a thing that happens. And so I really want people to be aware of this particular topic.
1: Absolutely, because they're relatively common, Mm -hmm. unfortunately. So it's great to talk about it because people may not know about them. And the more you understand about your dogs, health, the better.
0: Right. Pure Dog Talk is proudly sponsored by Trupanion. Medical insurance for the life of your pet. Trepanion loves helping pets get the care they need. That's why they're excited to announce that they've officially paid out over two billion—that's with a B—billion dollars in veterinary claims. That's two billion reasons for more tail wags and treats. That's seven hundred and thirty thousand pets that got the care they needed. Trupanion would like to thank all of the owners and breeders who've trusted them over the last 22 years. If you're part of the Trupanion Breeder Support Program, don't forget to register your upcoming litters for their go home day offers, That way you can send them home protected by Trupanion's world-class coverage. If you're not part of the program yet, what what what? It's completely free to join and lets you send your litters home with an offer for a full Trupanion insurance policy that waives the waiting periods. To learn more and to sign up, just visit my partner page at puredogtalk.com. So talk to us about what am I going to see? I know what I saw. You tell me what people are going to see if their dog. And talk about the male-female, because there's a difference, right? Yes, sir. Okay, so go. So the most common thing they see
1: are going to be things that look very similar to a bladder infection. And some of them are similar to that because it is a bladder infection that turns into stones. And sometimes the stones cause bladder issues. So at the beginning of the handout that we're going to be able to post... Be up on the blog post, yep. Yeah, it'll really be the quintessential, which came first, the chicken or the egg question, Mm -hmm. because we know struvite stones are caused by bladder infections, but most of the other kinds of stones are metabolic stones. So we kind of can immediately break them down into those categories. Now, the other categories we need to break them down into is how serious is this? Bladder stones, even if you don't realize your dog has a bladder stone, they can go from being asymptomatic to having a bladder stone obstructing their ability to urinate in virtually no time at all. It's especially common in male dogs, which is what you've referred to, but we can see it in females as well. In fact, the week you asked me to do this, I had just taken a female pembroke Welsh Corgi to surgery because she could not urinate. Her bladder stones were obstructing her ability to urinate.
0: I had it in a pug dog, so it was traumatizing, (laughs) I have to
1: tell you. It's traumatizing for you, for the dog for pretty much everybody involved. So it is a pretty serious condition. So it's not something that we want to mess around with. And if we see bladder stones on ultrasound, on x-ray, symptomatically, we suspect that they might be there. You really need to do something about it. You can't just say, oh, well, you know, I'm not really going to worry about it because they can be a pretty big deal. There's multiple kinds of bladder stones. Some are more common than others. They're all things that you need to be aware of. And In certain breeds, we know there's a genetic tendency to have it. So the first thing you're typically going to see are symptoms of straining to urinate, frequency, accidents on the floor. And here in Wisconsin, where we have the benefit of snow several months out of the year, blood in the urine. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you'll see blood on the snow. Sometimes you'll see blood if you're cleaning up the carpet or cleaning up the floor where the dog is urinated. If you see signs of blood, then you need to trot your little self in and don't just ask for an antibiotic. Don't ask your vet, can't you just give me something for this? No, you really need to go in. You really need to have a urinalysis, an ultrasound, or an x-ray because either way, ultrasound or x-ray, we can usually pick up that there's a stone there. And then we need to jump on this because bladder stones can be caused by undertreated or untreated bladder infections. And in fact, this Corgi, the client had never known she had a bladder infection, was unaware of it. Now, you know how you can have 15 stones in your bladder and be unable to urinate. As soon as I walked into the exam room, I knew she was obstructed because I said to her, how's she feeling? And she said, she started vomiting last night. Okay. When they're vomiting, It's not just your garden variety urinary tract infection. I'm just going to be very clear right here. Dogs with urinary tract infections don't vomit. They don't get sick. They don't go off their food. They don't feel crummy. They don't run a fever. So you can take their temperature 100 times a day. They're not going to run a fever. So don't wait for those things to happen. Just like a pyometra, they don't run a fever with this. So please, 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 if your dog is telling you, They're sending you smoke signals. Hey, there's something wrong with my body. I need to pee and I can't. Go in, get this taken care of before it turns into something that becomes a surgical condition.
0: Okay. So trying to urinate and can't, see blood in the urine. And so we frequently see, for example, we'll do the females. We'll see a bitch in season, a young bitch, maybe get a puppy vaginitis. Is it a bladder infection? Blah, 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 blah. Blood in the urine is your cue that we've got a significant problem that needs to be addressed
1: exactly blood in the urine straining to urinate inability to urinate accidents on the floor anything that doesn't seem right to you if it's pointing to the urinary tract take a look at it Mm. and at the same time they're ultrasounding i mean we see pyometras that can look very much like this too Mm. obviously if it's a male dog we don't have pyometra got that well, I actually have a classmate who our first year out of vet school diagnosed a pyometra in a male dog because he was a hermaphrodite. Hermaphrodite.
0: Okay. But I have yet to find one of those. Like, Do we have to actually put hermaphrodite in everything as a, as a caveat, like just in case? It's just so fun to think about
1: it. You always hope for that, but no. So if you see symptoms, trot your little butt in, get an ultrasound. If your vet's good with ultrasound, they'll be able to see stones. They'll be able to see a pyometra. And- We can certainly see dogs having symptoms that can be a little confusing. They drink more, they urinate more. Oh my gosh. And I've done that. I've had dogs that I'm like, oh, it's going to be a bladder infection. I put the probe on and go, she has 12 bladders. I don't think this is a bladder infection. I think this is a biometria. I think we need to change our treatment plan.
0: Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. So treatment of, and again, let's talk about the breadth of the different types of stones that are available. and how serious they are to the dog's overall health. Right.
1: So in general, bladder stones are bad. The one really cool stone that we see is a struvite stone, which is magnesium, ammonium, and phosphate. So it's a struvite or triple phosphate. And what's cool about it is that's what 53% of bladder stones are in the dog. So right off the bat, that's going to be the majority. And what's cool about it is that they're caused by bacterial infections, but If you are careful, and especially in female dogs, we can dissolve these stones with a combination of a particular urinary diet and antibiotics. It has to be both. And it usually takes between four and 12 weeks for that to happen. But I remember, I mean, as a new graduate, you know, every bladder stone had to go to surgery because there was no other way to get rid of it. I remember the first meeting we got a postcard on from Hills and they said, we can dissolve bladder stones. I'm like, yeah, right. They're a rock, like they're a stone. And people that have never seen a bladder stone, they think when you're talking about bladder stones, they don't apparently know what you're talking about. Because when I take the jar out of the drawer and hand them a jar of rocks, they're like, Oh my God, they're like hard. They're stones. What did you think we called them bladder stones for? Because they're hard. Yes, they're stones. So the first time we went to a Hills meeting and they produced this new diet called SD, and you could take a dog with a struvite stone and dissolve that stone in four to eight weeks with an antibiotic. It was jaw dropping. Like we're at the meeting, going, "What? What? Like really?" And it's cool. And I I actually had a cat. Now I know this is a dog program, but I'm going to mention this cat. Yeah, this cat came in last year. She had urinary symptoms. We ultrasounded her. She had a bladder stone. We took her to x-ray. She had a bladder stone in her bladder. But A, she was 18 pounds, so she was nice. And B, she had a serious heart murmur. And so taking this cat to surgery seemed like a terrible idea. So I called the vet school and said, so can you take this cat in and do a cardiac workup on her so I can take her to surgery? And they laughed and they said, it'll be eight months before we get her in. Like, that's not going to work out well. So we put her on antibiotics put her on a prescription diet had her come back 4 weeks later and honest to god the stones were gone it's just amazing it's like a miracle it's just so cool okay but only struvite stones will dissolve so if you have other stones it won't now sometimes you can tell what kind of stone it is looking at the x-ray the radiologist we used was at the university of minnesota and so he's looked at bladder stones with the gurus of bladder disease in the dog and the cat for decades. So he's really good and he can look at an X-ray and say, I think this is a struvite stone or I think this is a calcium oxalate stone. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. And he's right because he knows the shape of the stones well enough on an Mm X-ray. But in general, you need a urinalysis to look at the crystal type and you need somebody that's really good with reading an x-ray, or you need to actually have them pass a stone or take the stone out surgically Mm -hmm. and send it to the diagnostic lab so that you know exactly what the stone composition is. The other thing is not all stones are only one type of stone. We see combination stones. So we'll see one that has the shell of one kind of stone and the inside of another kind of stone because it started off As For instance, a calcium oxalate stone, but it caused irritation in the bladder, which caused a bladder infection, which caused struvites to form. And so you end up with this shell and then this nidus. So it's like the sand that gets into the oyster and produces the pearl. So you get layers.
0: Okay. Okay. So are there types of stones that are associated with specific diets? So like my dog eats too much high protein, it's caused his kidneys to go Sideways, and now it's made bladder stones.
1: Not much. Okay. Usually, those are going to be a metabolic stone. It's usually because the dog has a liver problem or they're predisposed to calcium oxalate, certain mm-hmm. breeds. Are predisposed to calcium oxalates, or they may have Cushing's disease or mm. some other disorder that causes their calcium to be high. So they develop calcium oxalate stones, liver disease, we can see urate stones. So there's a variety of different kinds of stones, but most of them are either struvite or metabolic. And so very quickly, you can kind of break them down into those two general categories. And then in cats, I hate to keep mentioning cats, but we have to throw cats in here. Well,
0: cats have lots of this stuff, don't they? They do. I'm not a cat person, so I
1: don't know. About 2% of all cats that are presented to a veterinary clinic are presented for bladder disease. So it's pretty common. And cats will get a dried, solidified bladder stone out of blood that dogs do not get. So just Mm. be clear, cats are not dogs dogs are not cats. We need to be clear about that. We can see urate stones associated with, it's like gout. People have urates, it's mm. gout. So we see that in Dalmatians and other breeds. So there's certainly some variety here. There's one kind of stone that if you neuter the dog, it tends to be genetic. They're cysteine stones. And if you neuter the male dogs, the stones stop being formed. So there's actually a DNA test for that run at a number of different DNA labs. So there's a lot to unpack here. And that's why I put it together in a chart in the handout, because this is kind of smattered all over the place. And it's really hard for people to just go this, this, this. So Mm -hmm. we've broken it down into the categories of the kind of stone, the cause of the stone, how you prevent it, and how you treat it. So that if you have a dog with a particular kind of stone or a breed that you're concerned about, Mm -hmm. it's all categorized in the handout that we're going to have on the website.
0: Excellent. That's the best part because I love it that people can go back and reference that. When they're not driving. People yeah. named me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they talk about listening to you when they drive. I'm driving to a dog show, and so I listen to Pure Dog Talk. This is awesome. So they're kind of gearing up for that dog yeah. show. They're Exactly. In their
0: that's exactly. I love that. Mm-hmm. Hang tight, guys. Got a little bit of information for you. We'll be right back to the podcast in a minute. Revival Animal Health is a proud sponsor of Pure Dog Talk, Revival Animal Health understands your commitment as a dog breeder. For over 30 years, Revival has brought together both experts and products to support your success. Dr. Marty Greer, Revival's Director of Veterinary Services, is, as you know, a leading expert in canine reproduction and neonatal care. A breeder herself, Dr. Greer shares even more of her knowledge through Revival's webinars An online learning center to answer your questions and help support you. You'll also find support from the Breeders Edge system. Revival's mission is healthier dams, sires, and newborns by providing you with the products and plans you need to keep them at their healthiest. Every sire and dam you care for deserves an edge at each stage of their reproductive lives. It's the edge you'll find from Breeders Edge. Discover it today at revivalanimal.com. So talk to me about not just the treatment, so we can dissolve some of them. Some of them have to come out surgically. I want to talk about prevention. Like, is there a way to prevent a dog ever getting them? How do we prevent bladder infections? Drink enough water, get enough exercise. I mean, talk to me about that kind of stuff.
1: Sure. And there's a lot to that. So Dogs with recurrent bladder infections will tend to get struvite stones. That means she may have an inverted vulva. It may be a female that's just got one of those little tiny vulvas. Mm. If she was spayed young. She's always got UTIs. It leads to that. She has like folds around her vulva. So you can do a vulvoplasty, which is like a facelift on your honey to cut down on the number of folds. I know <laughs> it's hard to imagine, right? So it cuts down on the folds, keeping her clean. Mm. If you have a little female puppy that has Mm. puppy vaginitis, Mm. do not put her on antibiotics. Please do not do that. Keep her clean at bedtime every night before you go to bed. Take a little baby wipe with aloe, wipe her up, clean her up, Mm. make sure she's on a probiotic, do all those things to prevent her from having bladder problems. Now, if you've had struvite stones, I recommend that people weekly take a urine sample and monitor the pH of the urine before breakfast. Because as soon as dogs eat, their pH goes up. It's called a gastric tide. And so after you eat, all the acid goes in your stomach, all the alkaline goes into your urine. So you have this gastric tide. So we want to keep the urine pH appropriate. So you can buy those little pH strips like you check your fish tank with. They come in a little <laughs> spool. You're buying them on Amazon. They're not expensive. So once a week before breakfast, collect a little urine, stick your little strip in it, and make sure the pH is where you want it because some stones we want it a pH of seven to prevent them. Other stones we want an alkaline pH above seven and other stones we want an acidic pH below six. So it depends on the kind of stone and depends on what you've got going on. There are products on the market that have potassium citrate and cranberry in them. Sometimes cranberry is appropriate. Sometimes it's not. So just because your dog has a UTI, do not go out and just automatically put her on cranberry pills or potassium citrate. Get a urinalysis, find out what kind of crystals your dog has, and get the right treatment because you may be pushing the pH to the wrong end of the scale, in which case you're going to actually make it worse, not better. Now, we have things like calcium oxalate stones that A very high percentage of them, around 50% will recur within three years. About 35% will recur within a year unless you are on a very, very, very carefully regimented diet. So Royal Canin, Hills Prescription Diets, and Purina all make prescription diets that manage dogs with bladder disease. So you need to know what kind of stones they are. And you can tell from the crystals in some dogs if they have crystals in their urine. Mm -hmm. And actually when you're doing an ultrasound, we'll have the dog on her back or his back and we'll have the ultrasound probe on. And then you'll see us kind of wiggle the probe Sometimes if there's crystals in there, you can make it wiggle enough that those crystals suspend and it looks like a snow globe. So my staff will be like, yeah, it's
0: really, it's really cool. It takes a really special kind of person. I'm using special here with a lot of (laughs) emphasis kind of person to think it's cool to make a snow globe out of the dog's bladder. I'm just saying. Yeah, but reality is you can diagnose it and you can do something. Like I
1: said, your dog is sending you smoke signals. They're like, hey pay attention to me, fix yep. this before I end up with an obstruction or a bad stone and you have to take me to surgery. So please pay attention to your dog. They're not urinating on your floor to tick you off. They're not being vindictive. They're not being evil. They are telling you, I got a problem got a here. Problem. and if you Take right. me to the vet and you see the snow globe and you analyze the urine and you know what kind of crystal it is. And you can get me on the right mm-hmm. diet, the right pH mm-hmm. and the right antibiotic. You know what? You're going to keep me off the surgery table. And you just say, Two thousand dollars at least. I'm saying that's a pretty good deal. Yeah, if you're at the emergency, center, you're going to save five thousand dollars. So exactly, get a grip, people.
0: Figure it out. I, <laughs> I love it. So talk to me about drink lots of water, frequency of being allowed to urinate. You know those kinds of things. Always my question, and somebody else out there I know has the same question. So I'm going to ask it for him. When our baby puppies are. Bitty babies, and they're in the box, and they start sucking on each other's wee-wees. Yes. makes me
1: crazy. Yes, and it does cause inflammation. And I've Mm -hmm. actually seen two puppies, by the time they were four weeks old, two male puppies that died from urinary obstructions. So you can have UTIs. turn into crystals that are bad enough to cause an obstruction as very, very, very young puppies. (laughs) And that sucking on the penis or the prepuce Mm. or the vulva does not improve that at all because Mm. all you're doing is causing more inflammation. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you wanna make sure that they have appropriate things to chew on. You wanna make sure that they get plenty to drink. So yes, the more they drink, the more often they urinate. Yes, I know that means more urine on the floor. But on the other hand, it also means less time for the crystals to form in the bladder. And if the dog only goes out to urinate twice a day, Those crystals have a chance to organize into a stone, and so we know that that's a problem. So give the dog plenty of water to drink. Drinking fountains are fun for dogs. Floating ice cubes in the water are fun for dogs. Flavoring the water with chicken broth. Anything you can do to
0: encourage the dog to drink. I love to make chicken broth flavored ice cubes. Yes. For the dogs that I have that don't drink very well, drop that in the bucket and they'll play with it. Oh yeah,
1: they have a great time with it. So the drinking fountains are fun. The toilet is not fun. So try to keep the toilet down. Have I
0: ever told you about the Saluki that I traveled with that only ever drank out of the toilet at home and didn't know what to do in my motorhome because he couldn't (laughs) drink out of a bucket and he couldn't drink out of my toilet in the motorhome?
1: No, you haven't, but that's an interesting way to look at
0: things. So yes, the struggles of dog handlers is what I got to say to you here.
1: Well, it's true. There's a lot going on. So don't put that blue stuff in your toilet nope. and put the toilet seat up because that's not good for the dogs drink the blue stuff in your toilet. So yeah, get them to drink, get them out often to urinate, keep them clean. If you've got a dog with a lot of coat, then mm-hmm. keep it trimmed, clean them up.
0: Sanitary trim is there for
1: a reason, people. Yes, that's right. The Brazilian. <laughs> The probiotics all help. And then if you do have a problem, follow your veterinarian's instructions because they're serious about trying to keep you and your dog off the surgery table. Because, I mean, bladder surgery is really quite fun. I think it's a blast to do, but clients don't think it's fun to spend $2,000 if they didn't have to. So be thoughtful about it. Get the right pH, get the right diet. If you have a cysteine stone, DNA test. Nurture the dog. Don't produce dogs that have
0: bladder stones. I will tell you, I had, of all things, I've never heard of it before or since, but I did have a wire hair pointer that had cysteine stones and had to be neutered. So it happens.
1: Yeah. And so you look through the list, look at the breeds, know what you have. And then if you have like a cysteine, then DNA test the dog. It's simple Mm -hmm. to do. Just send him a cheek swab, get it checked out. I mean, the Dalmatian people have had problems with urate stones for years and years and years. And we've known about it for a long time. So the Dalmatian club was actually allowed to crossbreed the Dalmatians for a short period of time with the English Mm pointer. So to make sure that they could reduce the incidence And for particular diseases like the urate stone, we use allopurinol, which is the same thing that they would put you on if you had gout. There are certain diuretics and vitamins that we can do if we have calcium oxalate stones. Like I said, cranberry is not always the solution. So make sure before you add cranberry that you know which kind of stone you're treating. So there's a lot of great stuff that we can do to reduce the risk of it. But if your dog has a problem, get it cultured. So the first bladder infection, it's okay to just use a five-day course of amoxicillin. If it's uncomplicated, simple, young dog, antibiotics appropriate. So don't put your female puppy on antibiotics for a vaginitis because that's not okay. But if they have a bladder infection, use the right drug, short course for the first time is fine. But once they become recurrent or more of a problem, mm-hmm. you need to culture the urine, know what kind of bacteria is there, know what kind of antibiotic is going to be the best. As Jody Lulick at the veterinary school in Minnesota, like I said, the epicenter of bladder disease in the dog and the cat. To know it is to grow it. <laughs> To grow it is to know it. So he says, grow it, and then you're going to know what bacteria you have and what antibiotic is right. So to grow it is to know it. And so if your vet says, I think we should culture this, you should nod your head up and down and say, yes, please.
0: Well, I think that in most cases with most trusted veterinarians, if they say you should do it, you should probably do it.
1: You should. But not everybody believes they're veterinarian, and not every veterinarian is created equal. This so you need to make sure that you're using a vet that you trust, and you've got a good relationship with them. And if they say you should do something, then shake your head up and down and say, yes, we should do that, and then follow their directions. If they send you home with SD and an antibiotic, that doesn't mean... Feed anything you want off the table. That doesn't mean skip a dose of antibiotics if you're not home and it's not convenient. It means follow their instructions because if you can keep your dog off the surgery table, that's always best. And like I said, bladder surgery is a blast, but there's only so many times you can open up the bladder. Only
0: for the surgeon, not for the dog.
1: No, not for the dog. And after it scars a bit, you end up with a smaller and smaller and smaller bladder. And eventually the bladder's Mm. not happy. So Mm. don't do those things. Pay attention to your vet. Pay attention to your dog. Give them plenty to drink. You know, we've given you all these tips. Mm-hmm. Follow the instructions. Check the pH. If they send you home with pH paper, right. it's easy. Take a little, a little container and put it under the peepee. Yeah. The one we use is the egg poacher. You know, that little egg poacher pan that you can buy at the garage sale. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. At the rummage sale. It's got a little long handle on it. They make veterinary kits that you can buy on Amazon that uh-huh. you can collect the urine. It has a little long stick and a little cup on the end. And then it has a little test strip in it. If your vet says to do that, do that because they're serious. They're trying to keep your dog out of the surgery room
0: and healthy. So pay attention. So if your dog does not have stones currently or has not had repeated bladder infections, the particular food you're feeding, high protein, low protein, any of those things it's are fine. not going to have an impact. Okay. It's fine. all right.
1: Very but good. if your dog has a particular diagnosis, then follow the instructions. There's UD, there's SD, SD. there's CD for the hills. Mm-hmm. Royal Canaan has veterinary diets, including a vegetarian diet. Purina has particular diets. And basically all three companies have a diet that may or may not work particularly for your dog. But if they won't eat one brand... Go back to your vet and say, hey, you know, he didn't really love the SD. Is there another alternative? So don't just go rogue and buy something online. And you need a prescription diet for this stuff. And prescription diets are prescription diets. And there's a reason for that because they don't want you to buy the wrong food for your dog. So there's a reason that they need to have a veterinary prescription for it, but not all urinary diets are the same. So make sure you're using the urinary diet that's appropriate for the stone that your dog has developed because it will save you money. Yes, it costs about 20% more to buy the dog food, but it's cheaper. Still cheaper than surgery. Yeah, and surgery is not without its costs to the dog. You know, like I said, it's really fun to do bladder surgery, but it's not good for your wallet. It's not good for your dog. dog. Nobody wants to do that. So just be aware, your vet is really looking at your best interests and not just what they
0: think they can put in their bank account, because that's
1: not what veterinarians are there
0: to do. Right. And I think that sometimes people get a little distracted on that one. So good reminder. Okay. I like it. Watch them if they can't pee. Watch them if they pee too much. Watch them if they pee on the floor. Watch them if there's blood in the urine. Yep. Number one, get them to the vet.
1: When there's snow, snow is your friend.
0: Yeah. You know what else is your friend? Exercise pens with grass mats at the dog show. That's how I cut Couple different situations over the years. So,
1: right. And my favorite trick for people that are struggling with dogs that are in housebreaking well or that are having urinary problems is you know, those vinyl tablecloths with the little flannel backs on them. Mm-hmm. You know, they sell them at the dollar store, they sell <laughs> them at Walmart. And at the end of the season, they put them on clearance like a dollar. I have kind of an embarrassing number of them, but I'm always one season out of date because at Christmas, I'm using Easter and (laughs) Easter, I'm using Thanksgiving, but I don't really care because my dogs don't know that it's the wrong season. But if your dog is having a problem with urination in the house, put the little vinyl tablecloth down for two reasons. One, it protects your carpet. And two is you can see the color of the urine. So you know what's going on with that dog. And dogs do not, like I said, vindictively just decide that they're going to urinate on your floor.
0: I've had a few that peed in my shoe, but you know what I'm saying.
1: Well, that's a boy and that's a whole different discussion because they're boys. So if your vet says do it, do it. Yep,
0: nailed it. If Marty says do it, do it. That's the most important question right there. All right, well, Marty, it is super late at night. You've had a super long and crazy week. And you have shoehorned us in, and I cannot thank you enough, as always.
1: It's always a blast, and this is always fun. So we get so many great comments about we saved somebody's dog from something. So it's all the motivation I need to keep doing this.
0: All right. You are my hero, honey. You take it easy. We'll talk to you again soon. Good night. Like the NPR of dogdom, Pure Dog Talk is here for you to make sense out of everyday things. To add nuance to your understanding and tools to your tech box. To bring history to life and propel the living history of purebred dogs into the future. Pure Dog Talk patrons support the work we do here by contributing to our crowdsourcing campaign. In return for the generosity that keeps the MP3s rolling, patrons get direct access rare opportunities, and tons of perks. And I tell you what, 23 is looking to be a busy year. We have three patrons' retreats. Okay, so this is the direct access and tons of perks. Three patrons' retreats planned throughout the year. These festive get-togethers combine learning, good food, new friends, and a dog show, right I'll be there leading handling courses, breeding courses, and some thought-provoking conversations along the way. Join our patrons now so you can be part of the best community in dogs. Visit www.puredogtalk.com backslash patron for details. As always, if you have any questions or input, we'd love to hear from you. The show notes and links to resources on today's topic are available at puredogtalk.com. Drop us a note in the comments or email to laura at puredogtalk.com. Remember, guys, this podcast is for you. So if you want to know something, give me a holler. We'll do a podcast for you. If you wouldn't mind, you could help me out here. Take a couple minutes to visit iTunes and give us a review.